like for breakfast? <laughs> nice t-shirt, Jake. Last last shirt, I mean. Thank you very much. Bills. Ah. Different I thought, bill. it said, I thought it said Duff's on it, but it doesn't say Duff's ah, on it. Says it says Bill's, you see. Okay. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> that was so insane. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, podcast listeners. Today, we're very excited to have a real-life Vipassana master um, speaking to us. And I'm sure sharing his wisdom he is in the waiting room so i'm gonna put him in oh hi there yes. hi see you now great thanks for speaking to us today uh, how do we pronounce your name sorry it's udo udo, udo. okay um yeah. yeah so we we just wanted to ask you a few questions really about uh the pasana meditation um so can you like give us your background, like how, how do you get in, get into it and what's your kind of role? Sure. So, yeah, um, my name is um, Udo and I've been meditating for quite a few years now. And also I'm an assistant teacher for the Vipassana Trust and serve as an assistant teacher. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a few years, obviously, so... I've been meditating, so gained a little bit of uh, experience over the years. I've seen the benefits, so yeah. I can help others as well. Great. So how, how long were you meditating before you were able to become an assistant teacher or before you got involved with, this, with the center? Well, there's no no exact sort of time limit, you know, that we okay. so it's not about that. It's just about yeah, I've been you know <laughs> yeah, it's it's been maybe ten years before I became an assistant teacher. Okay. Um, everybody's a bit different. It depends on your circumstances, where you've been and right. you know, what your family circumstances are and um, mm-hmm. Is it is it hard to take the step from kind of being a student to being a teacher? Did you think? Did you kind of feel like a bit of uh, a strange responsibility that you you were then kind of imparting your knowledge to other people? Of course, yeah, it's, it's a big responsibility, and uh, but at the same time, it's a very joyous mm. opportunity. You know, it's great. It's wonderful to see. Others getting the benefits of Dharma. So, you know, as you know, I think you're an old student. You've done a course yourself, Ricky. Yeah, we've, we've both um, studied a couple of. Well, I've recently done my second my second ten day course a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've spoken about that on the podcast a little bit, and mm-hmm. just kind of, I I was saying that I was finding it more difficult than I expected to actually in um, going back after a little while and struggling to keep up a daily practice. Um, but being there in the, at the center and with other meditators and with the assistant teachers, um, just feeling 
that it is feeling that change within you while you're there and while you're practicing mm-hmm. um it kind of has a big impact and, I, and even just the past few weeks it's been really exciting to kind of see how more how much more control i have over my mind and um not craving things as much and trying to be better at quieting quietening the mind mm. um, i think the reason i i got into it and went to my first course was um i struggle with anxiety and have lots of kind of invasive thoughts and it's difficult to turn that off sometimes and to just be still and be present and to be quiet mm-hmm. um <laughs> so it's, it's like everybody else <laughs> yeah exactly like us all yeah yeah <laughs> Um, but not everyone is lucky enough to come into contact with a, a real practical technique that can mm-hmm. that can help that. Um, so, right, yes, it's, it's very fortunate to come in contact with the Dharma, with the pure Dharma in this form, not polluted and going straight, you know, going to the essence of what's what's important by purifying our minds step by step. Yeah. This process. You know, really yeah. going to the root of the problem. And we are very fortunate, quite right. And yeah, you know that that's normal. So we are all mm. having this mind, a chattering box, basically. You know, yeah. Trying to turn it off, and at least we're trying to for those moments. Yeah, and, for sure. Sometimes I'm feeling, sometimes not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thinking. Up and down. <laughs> yeah. How, how do you feel mm. to kind of ten years? on so obviously jake's been to two 10-day silent retreats and i've only been to one so how do you kind of feel 10 years into it how how has it changed from when you began yeah i think i think it's a bit like like jake is saying as well i mean it's every every course is different and there's a gradual gradual progress that you make that you can find you know, and uh, and you still, as Goenkaji explained, it's, it's a dhamma, it's very deep, like an ocean. And you start walking, you start to walk from, from the shallow part of the beach, you walk into the water, it's a little bit deep, and you go a little bit deeper, you go a little bit deeper, and you realize how, how deep the ocean is, right? Yeah. You, you, the water gets up to here eventually, and here, and here, and you slowly start swimming. But there's a lot of work to do. But at least if you realize that, a lot of people walk around and maybe they don't even realize that there is a lot of work to do. So once you start to walk on the paths, you realize, yes, okay, this is a wonderful path. And I would say you come to the stage where you feel 100% confidence in the paths. This is which purifies my, purifies my mind step by step, a little bit more, a little bit more. And ultimately, it will get me to the final goal where yeah, the mind will be totally purified. That's a long way to go, but at least that confidence develops, and that certainly as assistant teachers and even those who, you know, have done a few courses, maybe started to do long courses, that feeling is there. This is the past. This is the past which helps me day by day. I see some results day by day. I react a little bit less. There are some situations where anger will arise or may have the opportunity, opportunity to arise, so there's some difficult situation. And in the past, you realize, yes, that those times I would have reacted much 
harsher and now I react a little less or don't react at all. Um, so, you know, these are the benefits definitely I, I, I can see. Mm. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's really valuable uh, given that you can start to experience those benefits early on. Um, just even though you, you're taking the first step on the path, you mm. are able to experience the quieting of the mind or the ability to observe sensation within the body and not react mm -hmm. to it. I was saying that on the first few days when you sat in the meditation hall um, for the Aditana sittings and you kind of strictly, you know, you try not to move and not to change position, mm -hmm. even over the, the 10 day course, mm -hmm. the, the progress you make in being able to simply observe those kind of achings and those pains uh, I think it is it's really it's really impressive that you get little glimpses of what the technique could do for you even the, mm -hmm. even in the early stages mm -hmm. yeah that's exactly what, what happens during the course you start to develop this equanimity as you call it right balance of mind you yeah. react less to sensations whether they're pleasant or unpleasant or neutral you react less and yeah, during the course, of course, you you purify the mind at a deeper level for the 10 days. You go to the depths of the mind. You take out whatever you can. And when you come out of the course, you feel a bit lighter, right? You feel like, well, something has oh. changed. I feel much better. <clears throat> Recharged. I feel, I feel better within myself. And then the real, real challenges come in day-to-day -day life, right? Then we mm. apply the Dharma. We apply it to real situations. And then... You can see what is happening now and some maybe pleasant or unpleasant situation rises. Do I still react the same? No, maybe I react a little bit less. What sensations you feel? You may feel or you may just subconsciously be aware of it and react less automatically. Or you're at least aware of the breath. You feel like, okay, you can always come to the breath and feel what's happening with my breath and um, re-anchor yourself and just say, okay, wait a second, wait a few moments before you act rather than react. And so, yes, yeah, slowly, slowly, I would certainly say that you, yeah, as a meditator, you feel those benefits. You should feel those benefits. Yeah, yeah. And just, just to have the knowledge that the sensation or the thought or emotion will, will pass, have, having mm -hmm. that experiential knowledge that exactly. I know no matter how strong or these feelings might be right now i've i've got the yeah awareness and the the knowledge that mm. given enough time and given given that i don't react to it and put more energy into it and get carried away that it will just dissipate on its own is is something really mm. valuable i think U Udo, you said mm. uh you said you compared it to being on the shore and then getting into the sea and you go deeper and deeper. And then you said, then you're swimming. What, what is swimming? Like is swimming like full <laughs> enlightenment or something? Uh, like no, how, no, what do you no, perceive no. it as? Kind of? No, no. It's, it's, it's just the way towards it. So you, once you start swimming, I guess you realize how wide the ocean is and uh, there is work to do. But at least if you can, 
it's, it's huge depth there and uh, the ocean is very big and wide and it's depth but you can at least you can swim in it and you realize yes i can swim now and those who can swim eventually reach the other shore or reach wherever what we call the goal, right? But yes, it's it's the path, right? Once you're on the path and you have this confidence, you're able to swim, whatever we may call it, you're able to swim in it. That's that's a great achievement in itself. It's, and once you have the technique, you apply it in daily life. That means you you keep the shield of the morality, right? The five basic um, codes. So that means not to kill, not to steal. Um, not to say lies or harsh words, no sexual misconduct, no intoxicants. That that you keep, and then you 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 meditate an hour in the morning, an hour in the evening, and um, as I said before, the situations which may arise, um, you 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 face them bravely. You don't react so much, or really you don't react at all. But okay, at least you react less. Um, that's what I would call is called swimming in that ocean, right? And gradually, gradually, you swim and you take more courses. You come back maybe once a year. You come also, maybe you come to surf or you take even more courses. If you have more time, you develop and eventually you may, you, may, you know, you come for longer courses, Satipatthana courses, 20-day courses, and, and, and you go deeper and deeper in this ocean. You swim, you swim, you swim. It's full confidence and you swim. And eventually, yes, you reach that final goal. No, so, swimming is just, uh, uh, it's the way. you're confidently on the way, huh? so you're swimming yeah. in the ocean. You need to even develop that ability to swim. So, that's <clears throat> so would you say that there is a final goal or would you say that it's endless? Because isn't the idea oh. of a final goal kind of uh, wanting kind of some kind of achievement, which is against kind of the idea of not reacting and not kind of desiring things? You shouldn't be craving for it, but there is certainly, there is a final goal. Final goal means you know, being free from craving and aversion, having a completely purified mind, which, yes, ultimately it's called, it's called Nirvana, but we shouldn't be craving for it. That's, that's what you say, you know, that's the opposite way of Nirvana. If you start craving for the goal, you will not get there. You will actually create more misery for yourself. But yeah, you wear this this goal and you work towards it, but with a balanced mind, and 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 you you do the work that's required. So you you meditate regularly. As I said, you keep the shila, you know, the panya. You 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 develop, you develop, develop, and whatever will happen will happen. You can't you you cannot um, force it towards us, right? But gradually you develop a little more purity. And as Jake has said, you know, he, he he felt a little bit better. Yeah. Exactly. So we, we, we cannot be craving towards that. So, um, we just need to work towards, work for anything. You, you, you work and, um, you know, if you work properly, you, you may get the result. But we cannot, if you crave for it, then we walk in the opposite direction. So let things happen. And you, you see the results here now. Some results you see. So um, the Dharma... Uh, actually shows results here now. So the Buddha said it's, it's Akaliko. It's right here, right now. It's not like you see any result only when you reach the final goal. So you, know, mm. you see the results here now. So when you start meditating, you realize why. You, you feel better during the course. Maybe difficult, but after the course, you feel better. And then when you meditate every day, 
right? If you meditate in the evening, for example, after work and uh, come home and meditate, you feel recharged after that. Mm. Yeah. Right? You meditate for an hour, you feel like, wow, this was so important that I said this for an hour. Again, in the morning, you woke up and you meditate for an hour and you feel ready for the day. So it's not like something that's very mystical or somewhere, well, maybe you get the results later. No, you get them right now. Meditate, you feel better for the day, you feel better tomorrow, every day, you meditate and gradually, gradually, you feel, feel all the time <laughs> a little bit better. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's uh, really important to highlight. I think a lot of, um, well, certainly at least people that I've spoken to and come back and kind of trying to explain what I've been doing. Um, a lot of people ask if I've had some kind of peak experience or if I kind of saw a white light or, you know, started levitating or any of this kind of thing. People have a, a yeah, an idea that you, you're reaching for some, some peak experience, I suppose. And the, the more valuable thing to me is that, as you say, it actually just helps you in your life every day. You just feel a bit more prepared and a bit more capable mm. to deal with everyday things. And I, you know, I don't, I don't sit down in the morning to see God and then go about my day. I just get myself in a bit of a, a better mindset to do those everyday things, those kind of mundane things that can sometimes you know we can get caught up in them and affected by them uh, so yeah i just wondered if you if that was something you've been as an assistant teacher have you had people students come and say oh i haven't had this amazing experience or i'm after a certain sensation maybe certainly yes there are, there are cases who have said question or maybe they come for certain too high expectations uh, yeah. to come and uh, but usually they, that's what we're there for to guide them of course you know they, they take a first course they have some expectations maybe some bit too high expectations and uh, we, have, we have to guide them that, you know, this, this is what we are doing here we're not looking for any any special light or any special levitation or so yeah. and in fact it's 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 no use. It's it doesn't actually help you at all. And if you even if you would see white lights, okay, good, fine, you've seen them, but they're they're also impermanent, right? They're past. If you exactly. saw a white, they will not last forever, and then that that nice experience will be gone. If you were able to levitate, well, fine. Well, you know, if you had such power, develop such power, what, what use would there be for you? To does it liberate you? Does it make your mind happier? Does it make you more mm. balanced? And, in difficult situations or does it purify your mind does it um, lead you to the yeah to to better life happier life it doesn't right it's just a temporary thing so again you would develop attachment towards it and you try and come out of attachment yeah yeah mm. the state of nirvana and this point of kind of no attachment would you say nirvana is it kind of something we experience during our life and in the world, or is it kind of a metaphysical uh, thing? And how does that play into kind of rebirths, which is obviously kind of reincarnation is a part of Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And 
sometimes I felt that Nirvana is, you still experience the rebirths, but you are mm. not attached to them. You're liberated from the process of rebirths. Mm. Or there's another reading of it, which is that you kind of stop the rebirths altogether. And I'm wondering kind of how you see Nirvana. Is it an earthly thing or a metaphysical thing? And how do you feel about kind of reincarnation? Well, <laughs> it has to be experienced. Like you said, it has to be experienced. You have to go there and experience it. It's no point in trying to think what it is. You know? And as before, us is, is so much. It's worthwhile to go the path and then eventually you get there and then, then you experience it. <laughs> yeah. I, we've had discussions on here before about um transcendent experiences you know mm -hmm. be that from um like meditation or maybe psychedelics or religious experiences um and we've kind of said similar things in that it's it's really difficult to put those kinds of experiences into words and mm -hmm. sometimes it is more helpful to just kind of hint, hint towards it and say this, there is this experience available to us, but if I try and explain to you how I felt at this time, it might not really be that helpful. Um, and so I, I imagine that it certainly can be applied to whatever we see as Nirvana, I think. It's just that language might not be <laughs> up to the job for some things. No, it, it can't be explained in words because it's beyond mind and matter. So some things beyond mind and matter cannot be explained in any way in words, you know. Uh, so it has to be, we have to go and uh, experience it. We have to work towards it and experience it. And thinking too much about it, it's just, again, it's just it's bound to create some craving if you think so much about mm. it. Yeah, um, you know, Benkaji, and I don't think he talks about it that much. You know, he just talks about the technique. He explains the technique. He says to us, you know, don't, um, don't, uh, uh, don't react to the sensations with craving or aversion. Just, just observe the sensations. Observe, live in the reality right now. Develop equanimity and awareness and equanimity. Awareness, equanimity. Um, and purify your mind and, and, and live the life, go back into the life, live the life, whatever you do, whatever your profession is or your family responsibilities are or a bit of monk, you know, those, be, be serious about what you're doing and let, let the results come. Um, so, yeah, that, that cannot be experienced, something which is beyond mind and matter, cannot experience these words. Um, mm. Think about it doesn't help that much. Understanding, yes, there is that final goal there somewhere, but I have to get there. And this is important to live in the right, in this moment. Enjoy the moment, you know. Also, you know, living on the, living the past, living the Dharma, you, you enjoy life, you know, you live in the moment, you're happy now, you're happy in the future. Yeah, there's a much more um, contentedness with things as they are. And uh, that was another thing that I was 
fortunate enough to experience at this past course is is just being present and being content and that Mm -hmm. sounds incredibly simple but Mm -hmm. it's not something that I think well certainly me possibly the majority of us I don't think we get to experience that very often in Mm -hmm. our day-to-day lives and even though it sounds very simple um, I find it I found it so valuable just to be present and aware and content Mm -hmm. peaceful Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. So you continue meditating now, morning and evening? So I've not quite managed <laughs> to do it every morning and every evening. Um, mm. I've done most evenings. I struggle with mornings, um, but I am working towards it. Uh, yeah, I, I'm hoping to, to keep it up better than last time. Last time only, you know, a week or two, maybe. Mm. Um, mm. But this time I'm I'm much more motivated to try and keep it up in a personal practice and mm. and to make the try and do courses a bit more regularly as well. Um, and I I wanted to ask you actually about mm-hmm. serving on a course mm-hmm. and if there are is there like a number of courses you should you should sit as a student before you serve. Is, or is it like you said, it's not just an amount of time, it's, uh, you know, how you feel and how how you are and if it feels appropriate? No, uh, no, anyone can serve. Once you've done one full 10-day course, you're an old student and you can come and serve. Yeah. You're welcome to serve now. And, you know, that there's no, yeah, there's no, you don't have to sit more courses before you can come and serve. And it's... It's very good to come and serve because you you develop your ten one of you develop these ten paramis that that experience during the course, yeah. Um, yeah. and you you have a lot of time to meditate as well. At least three hours you have you have three hours meditation a day at least, and yeah. you have an opportunity to be in an environment which is um, a pure environment and that helps you to um, develop strength. Uh, so you're there and you're basically living real life scenarios while you're there and it gives you the strength to, to, you know, it helps you to maybe, yeah, for example, if you face some difficulties while you're serving, you face your own ego coming up, you don't like it this way, but others like it that way and you, you're learning how to dissolve that and to learn to deal with these situations and that helps you then, makes you stronger. So again, when you go outside, then you, you've applied this Dharma in real situations. It's much more difficult if you face these difficulties outside the meditation center, right? You, you, yeah. You're not supported by this pure environment. So in the Dharma environment, you, you're able to yeah, develop yourself, um, develop more purity while you're serving. Um, so it's very, very useful. Mm. So you recommend all students to come and serve. Yeah. Um, see things from a different angle. While you're sitting, okay, there's one angle. You're sitting on the cushion, you're sitting a 10-day course, getting the instructions and doing that. That's good. But serving, you, 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 you see things from a different angle. You get an opportunity to, to work yeah. from a different angle, which is very important on your path. You say, yes, you come. And the only thing would be, you know, don't leave it too long. I mean, with a, you should be within a year, year and a half, since your last course, because you need to be able to to f- 
to meditate. So if you've left it too long, you may have forgotten how to meditate. So we prefer it will come relatively fresh there so they know, okay, you can meditate in between those three hours. Yeah. And also, and, you know, you're, you're in the Dharma land, you, you, you face maybe difficulties and you, you, you can... You can face them with the meditation technique, not with anything else, not just by suppression or saying, oh, it's fine, it doesn't matter, but actually you're facing, you know, difficulties, you may be observing sensations while you're facing them, and then you come and sit those three hours, you're able to to uh, mingle well with the group, yeah, to fit into right. the center. And the other thing is you shouldn't have mixed techniques since your last course. Mm-hmm. So if you did another technique, then again, you cannot come and serve, you know. Okay, yeah. Um, great thank you <laughs> how um yeah you just said you shouldn't mix techniques so how how do you kind of feel about other spiritual practices well they're all good i mean if people get benefits from them it's nothing wrong I mean, people like other techniques there's nothing wrong and going could you say you know come for a trial come for two trials three trials and go back you know, nothing wrong Let's, we don't condemn them it's no condemn nation yeah so i only say when you come to serve you shouldn't have mixed with other techniques if you can come back to sit more courses if you tried another technique but say actually i want to try another vipassana courses taught by sm Wenka, yes you're welcome to come and we don't condemn at all it's not like oh well he's gone to this other practice so that's not good no you may need to try you know well, that's okay I, I you you may think oh well there's another technique i still want to try it or or i want to go back to it again okay Nothing wrong, but ultimately you should make a decision. When could you say, you know, yeah, take take a few courses if you want, but ultimately you're wasting your time if you just jump from one technique to another technique to another technique. You know, you you, you never get anywhere if you just go a little bit here, a little bit there. Find a technique which suits you, and then go deep in it, develop in it, be serious about it, because yeah, life is short, you know, and we have mm. an opportunity as human beings to to develop spiritually. So if there is something else. Nothing wrong, but be serious about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I think there was a there was a good analogy that I think Goenka used about if you're digging for water, mm. if you just dig in lots of places for not mm. very long, mm. you won't find any. You need to choose one of those holes and get to the bottom and and dig deep and find if there's water there. And that that struck a chord with me this time yeah. when I when I heard it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you, uh, this is, sounds like a silly question mm-hmm. from my own mouth, but um, how did you kind of initially become interested in a spiritual path? No, and, it's not a silly question at all. It's, 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 a, good, it's a good question. And um, uh, yeah, I think I, I, I was always looking for, for something, but left it pushed it a little bit to the side and kind of so well didn't really find the time for it you know it's you know just life was busy and um, eventually I I went to India and then um, heard about Vipassana meditation and actually I wanted to try meditation when I was in India somebody told me I was very lucky somebody reminded me that, look, you, you should try some meditation. And then I started looking and was very fortunate that, uh, again, somebody pointed me towards Vipassana. And he said, Vipassana, that somehow rang, struck a chord with me, rang a bell and said, yeah, that sounds 
sounds right and it sounds good. It had to be, it had to be non-sectarian, and it had to be free of charge. You know, there were a lot of techniques in India uh, at that time that say, yes, you can come here and charge you. Even if it's a little bit, it didn't really feel right to me. And then, then I heard this technique, they don't charge, it's only run by donations only. And it's non-sectarian, and said all different religions could come. And it, it had a very nice sort of logical structure that, that to me, this was right. And I also, what helped me was I saw this person who recommended me. He was a young person in the fax office at the time, telephone fax office, you know, in India those days, we still have, I suppose. You can make international phone calls and send a fax. And he was so honest and so friendly all the time. He was exactly not overcharging, he said exactly always the right price. And often in India you get a little bit of charge more or some sort of try and trick yeah. Not angry, so that of course in India, but sometimes you have to sort of fight a little bit to, to get the right deal. But he was never like that. He just exactly, you know, this is two faxes he sent, this is what you what you have to pay me. If I didn't give him enough, he would say no. So I, I, I had a very good feeling with him. I felt like this, this is such an honest guy. And when he told me, you know, I felt like, well, he does this, he does meditation, and he, he talks a little bit about the meditation. So it, it, everything made sense. He's a nice person, an honest person. He's done this meditation. Sounds like this is a good technique, which helps. So I said, I must give it a try. Great. Mm. And when I did give it a try, I had no more doubts. And when I did my first course, I felt uh, this, this is something I was looking for. This is, the, this is what I was looking for. Maybe I've done it before or something. I, I don't know. I couldn't express, explain what it was, but it felt like this is it. And yeah. the search was over. So I was lucky I didn't have to look too long and uh, I found what I was looking for. <laughs> so, since then, I've been with it, basically. Didn't look for other techniques anymore. Yeah, right. what, what made you decide to go to India and then also... Yeah, I guess, did you come across other techniques in Indian? I am very interested in uh, Advaita Vedanta at the moment. Did you come across that? I really don't know. So, I, as I said, I didn't, I didn't try other techniques. I heard others available, but I, I didn't actually try them out. So, you know, I can't, I can't say. Yeah. What motivated the trip to India? Because obviously it's quite a kind of a classical... Um, story almost to kind of go to India and I think me and Jake are probably very much like always wanting to follow that <laughs> yeah. path a little bit um, but yeah how did you kind of decide that now was the time to go were you seeking a spiritual thing in India or were you just there and it happened to coincide or yes it was it no. was um, I, I think time was right for me and I traveled to India times Nine, I think they hit really. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I always wanted to go to India, but it took time. I didn't want to go to India just for two or three weeks, so I had more time then. I said, okay, now is the time to go to India. And yeah, there was a urge to find something spiritual, I guess. Yeah. Was that, 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 that was there. Yeah, I went to India because I was looking for something. Yes, that was the reason I think. Mm. Do you think there's like any major differences having done a Vipassana course in India and 
presumably you've done them in the West as well. I don't know if you've done any in England, but... No, no real difference. The, no. That's the wonderful um, thing about our, our, um, the way we organize courses in, in this tradition. They're exactly the same format. They're 10-day courses and, you know, everywhere is the same. You, you, you sign up to a code of conduct. You stick to five, yeah. at least five shilas or eight shilas as an old student and uh, three and a half days of uh, awareness of the breath, Anapana meditation. And then on day four, you learn Vastana meditation, awareness of sensations throughout the body with equanimity. And then at the end of the course, on day 10, we teach the Metta Bhavana, you know, sharing our merits with other beings. And the course finishes on day 11 in the morning. So it's exactly the same format. Uh, obviously, different. You get slight differences in climate, slight difference in, in the food, you know, slight difference in in, in those things. And uh, I guess it's nice to to go somewhere else sometimes to learn to meet different people, meet a different culture, um, mm-hmm. be in a different, slightly different climatic environment, maybe. But the technique and yeah, the technique is exactly the same and the format is, is the same. Yeah. Mm. Cool. We will let you go shortly, Udo. Um, possibly, have you got any um, advice for people who maybe haven't started meditating at all yet and are just kind of starting out? Do you have any advice for those types of people, potentially? Come, to take a course. Just come. Just come. You know, I don't, don't do anything. Don't, there's no need for any preparation. It's just come be, you know, make up your mind. Yes. You want to do 10 days. You need to understand, read, read the code of conduct, read, um, read the information, which is on our website about the course, you know, the, the constraints about it, this, uh, what it, read, you know, the timetable and how many hours you have to meditate. It's, it's a serious undertaking. Huh? Let's be fair. It's, it's like 10, 11 hours of meditation plus a discourse, of course, with breaks. Um, but it's serious work. It's very serious work. You have to be silent for 10 days. You can speak to the management, but um, generally you cannot speak to your other students. So there's no communication whatsoever. Um, strict discipline, yeah. So, as long as you can follow that, absolutely, do come. But make up, you know, make be serious about it. Say yes, I want to do this for ten days, and I'll I'll stay. And maybe the other thing is don't don't come if you're in the middle of a major crisis. You know, if you just sort of broke up your relationship or. you know, find yourself a little bit unbalanced mentally because of this or that reason, then it's probably not the right time. But as long as you're reasonably stable, I mean, you can have some some difficulties you always face. Any time can be that. That's fine. Um, but but please do read what's there before you apply. I think sometimes I get feeling certain students they just uh, quickly want to get on the course, want to get rush through registrations because they know that there's a huge demand and once registration opens, they just click it. But read it before. You have time to read it before you actually apply. Take the time. Is this something you can do or is this not, are you not ready for it? That's all I would say. But you don't need to do any preparation otherwise. You don't need to do any meditation before. You know. 
of course, we have got uh, wonderful now the mini anapana. I don't know if you heard of it. So if you if you go to the we have an app called uh, www.dharma.org. There is an app. It's on the app store, the Apple Store, and also the the Android Google Store. Mm -hmm. And it's the uh, dharma.org app. And there you can actually go on. I think it's under what is it under other resources or so. Let me just check. You can then, um, uh, it's on the audio actually, if you can click on the audio, it looks like this basically. Oh, I lost you, uh, you see, can you see that? So you can see there's this uh, mini Anapana and you can yeah. just download, you can download any language you like, English or other languages. So you, you do the uh, introduction and practice. You can try that for 25 minutes as a preparation or if you cannot get a place yet or for some reason your course is far away, but it's not essential. You can yeah. you can give it a try and then, um, you know, it can, can prepare you a little bit, but it's it's not, not required. So if you come fresh, that's also fine. Just come fresh, be prepared. Be, be prepared to be um, working seriously yeah, for the 10 days. And then you, you face whatever needs to be faced, you, you, you know, whatever you need to face, you, you can. And, yeah. yeah. And you and have tools to support that. there, so we support you going through the course. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Perfect. Thank you so much for okay. your time and speaking to us. Pleasure. Yeah. Thanks so much, Udo. Um, okay. Thanks. Brilliant. Have a nice evening. You, you too. too. All Thank right. you. Bye, Jake. Bye. -bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. What a wonderful conversation we've had with Udo there. Some wise words. Another man we both know. Also very full wise. Of wise words, and who will be hopefully our next guest on the podcast. If he learns how to use technology. <laughs> yes. We'll have to send someone over and send a team of what would you like for breakfast team member over to set him up with a mic and a Zoom. But yes, the illustrious Tom Tibble will be joining us soon. And we're very excited. As are you, aren't you, Tom? I am. Yeah, I can't wait. I am super stoked. But hopefully, instead of sending that Zoom team over, I can, I can come to yours. Jake. You can just come round. Yeah, that makes That's sense. It. <laughs> it sounds like a good guest, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a good laugh. Yeah. What's your area of expertise? Um, it, my area of expertise is this poster on your wall here. Okay, well, viewers, listeners, you will you'll be in for a treat. What is the poster of? Well, that's the thing that you never. Know. You'll have to tune in and find out, <laughs> listeners. On we'll, the there'll be a detailed description in Spanish from Tom Tibble. On the poster in our living room. Yeah, the beauty. I think the beauty of the podcast tease is that it's um, famously audio based. So <laughs> yeah. this visual art here uh, will remain a mystery forever. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Cool. <laughs> there's, a little, there's a little insight into how the podcast works too we have two very awkward periods of silence before <laughs> <I'm best. laughs>
What's that? Is this going to be the audio the, for the... Oh, this that, is, that is going in. That's going in the end of that. Right away. <laughs> yeah. Once you look behind the curtain of the... Uh, yeah. The podcast I know, machine. it comes across all polished and edited. <laughs> no. No. Really? You do no post-production? <laughs> we do do a little bit of post-production. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, it's cracking. I guess the... That, like you said, the, the pause before and the pause after is great because in the edit you've got a very clear space to work with <laughs> there you go exactly. <laughs> very true sweet <laughs> okay see you lads yeah and a bit deep ricky jake what would you like for breakfast <laughs>